The telegram that named Route 66 was sent from the Colonial Hotel that used to be on St. Louis Street. Live to a hard drive from the 16th floor of the Hammonds Tower, you're listening to Spring Food Mo, America's number one podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. I'm Andy Carr. And I'm Dan Howell. And that fact was from Laura Weiss. I think it was via Laura Weiss from someone who works for the History Museum or something. Probably should have researched more of that Mm -hmm. before. uh, Research is not a thing we do on this podcast. She's one of the only (laughs) two people to have sent us in facts. So I'm sure I will get more of a chance to clarify in coming weeks. I have been to that museum and I I feel like she is a trustworthy source. If it is, in fact, the person you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Hi. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey. We have some special guests on our show today, as you've already heard. Go no, ahead and no uh, you can talk as well. Rewind the tape. Let's do it again. Storm dust. We also record this all to analog tape. <laughs> These are two of the three hosts of a podcast from Springfield, which is a very cool local podcast, similarly local to ours. Obviously, uh, other uh, side of town. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? We do ours. Yeah. Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yes. There is a foodie Instagram. It's like a foodies of Springfield thing. That's actually another Springfield. It's not oh, ours. Is it? <laughs> I always oh, really? hashtag stuff. Foodies of Springfield. I'm pretty sure it's Springfield, Illinois. <sighs> I hate the hashtagging process. It's yeah, I feel like I'm desperately trying to be cool when I put hashtags. Oh, my name's Jared, by the way. I, I don't know how we got to <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get clean introductions. Go ahead, Jared. I'm Jared. I'm Dustin. Hi, Jared and Dustin. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really excited to have you guys here. We've kind of been uh, dancing around it for a month or two now at this point. And you guys started your show, what, like two years ago, you said? Yeah, yeah. We're we're heading toward three, but right now we're on two. How would you describe your show for the people listening without using foul language? (laughs) (laughs) See, now we're already at a disadvantage. Uh, You know, we like to focus on uh, Springfield events. Uh, We like to talk about politics that affect Springfield. Uh Uh-huh. You know, stuff like that. So if it happens here or if it happens somewhere else and it's going to affect here, we're probably going to talk about it. Yeah. Usually yeah. some entertainment and local beer, um, maybe brewery reviews. Cold beer and hot topics? Yeah, maybe. Thank you. Jared's wearing some Says, uh, sp- podcast from Springfield merch on yeah, his head. Sorry. Oh, whoa, that's awesome. I didn't even realize um, that's what that was. Yeah. Yeah. We it really boils down the podcast. Yeah, it does. That, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for describing our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like your show a lot. It's kind of crazy that I just discovered it whenever our show started. Like I didn't. I just looked into, oh, are there other Springfield podcasts? But I was really excited to find it. I really like your show a lot. I Thanks. listen to it every Saturday before I exercise. And then it's like part of my come down ritual afterwards. It's, I like it a lot. That was Look the intention was to get in with the yoga crowd. Uh, <laughs> specifically. Yes. <laughs> Glad to see it's working well. Just to be clear, I don't do yoga. Oh, no. <laughs> Intense cardio. Ah, okay. <laughs> did you both grow up here? No, you grew up very close, right? We did about uh, 45 minutes away in Aurora and okay. then uh, moved up here. We're off for college for a couple of years and came back and pretty settled here now. Did you have Chinese food in Aurora, or was that something you tried when it became to Springfield? Yes, there is a very popular place on Elliott Street, which uh, whose name I forget. Yeah, <laughs> but in high school, it was very popular. It's <laughs> changed a couple times, but everyone knows it's the same guy that runs the place. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, just rebranding. Yeah. For anybody who's following along, we are doing the winner of our best Chinese restaurant Springfield poll. We're also doing the loser. Had you guys been to Canton Inn prior to visiting this week? I had. And specifically when I was at OTC, this has been years ago, mm-hmm. that was my go-to place for oh, Chinese. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Loved it. 
but always got the cashew and then kind of stretched my boundaries and got the Kung Pao for okay. a while. And I loved it back then. I had been there uh, a couple of times and the most recent time was probably a year and a half ago. So that's oh. <laughs> all right. That's it. Yeah. I had been there several times in college, but it honestly didn't make that much of an impression on me. It was just a place. Yeah. People would go because it's relatively close to school. Mm-hmm where everybody lived. I went there sometimes as a kid. My grandparents really liked it. I think that was one of their regular places when they were younger. And my grandma decided that their drinks were too expensive. And so, you know my grandma, Dan. I think their drinks are kind of expensive. Yeah. I feel like it was like two fifty. I I don't They're get a drink normally. But. So, it got to where she decided that we couldn't, you know, not go to Canton Inn. Lord forbid. Sure. <laughs> So we started only going in the summer whenever their patio, when it was warm enough to sit on the patio, yeah. and she would bring a cooler. Yeah. With okay. Cans of soda. <laughs> you were from a family of very habitual restaurant eaters. I feel like you yes. guys eat at the same place a lot. We'll yeah, get into that. We will. In episode 100. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've already got the place picked. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I feel like you just eat the same place a lot. My which is family weird how does. you have spread out yeah. so much. So Canton Inn was good with you guys just bringing a cooler? I don't know. (laughs) There was a reason she was sitting outside. She didn't want them to see it. Yeah, it's pretty close to where I live, so I've had it a handful of times, but it's definitely not like the first, second, or third place that we would choose for Chinese food. But certainly not the 50th. Are there 50 options? It's 40-something. <laughs> oh, on the pole, yeah. Yeah, no, certainly not. But uh, more more because of proximity. Same with you. It, it definitely didn't leave any impression on me in past visits. But, okay. Uh, okay. I mean, we'll see what it's done now that we're eating it more intentionally. Yes, right. we will see <laughs> what it's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's listen to the bio segment before we get into the food. In 1954, young Debbie Huynh and her mother immigrated from China to Vietnam. It was there that Debbie spent most of her childhood and her young adulthood. She would often cross the north-south border between countries, visiting family and friends on both sides. As a result, Debbie could speak four languages. It seems like Debbie and her mother built a decent life in their new home, or at least it seems like they had a lot going on. At various points, Debbie worked as a secretary, a teacher, and a pharmacist's assistant. However, in 1979, war broke out along the border and Debbie escaped by boat as a refugee to Malaysia. On that boat, she met Foon Wong, whom she would later marry. The two lived under rough conditions in a Malaysian refugee camp for an entire year before the UN finally placed them in Springfield. Debbie and Foon had no say in their own relocation. They were told where they were going, and that was that, with no negotiation. The couple arrived here with $45 between them. Imagine for a moment, you are in a totally new place on the other side of the earth from your war-torn home. You have no money, you barely speak English, and you don't know anyone except your spouse. Imagine this being your life, and... Trying to make sense of Branson. Beautiful Branson, Missouri. You wouldn't believe what there is to do here. We have everything from water parks to roller coasters to outstanding country music shows like Mickey Gilly, Neil McCoy, Marty Stewart, and me, Clay Cooper. Three night packages with lodging and shows start at only $299 for two people. Call Branson Tourism Center today or visit BransonTourismCenter.com for more information. Debbie and Foon made the best of their situation. They married soon after immigrating, and 
Debbie got a job at a nursing home, which allowed her to put some of her previous job experience to use. While working there, Debbie made a conscious effort to pick up more English from the old folks of whom she was taking care. And she also picked up the name Debbie on a friend's suggestion so the residents could more easily address her. Foon, now Debbie's husband, began working at a Chinese restaurant where he learned the trade. Eventually, the couple wanted to start a family and decided to open their own business as a potentially more steady source of income. They scrimped and saved for a few years, and on March 31st, 1984, they opened Canton Inn, named for a particular style of cooking native to the Canton province of China. A style which, according to Debbie in an old interview, involves frying food on a hot wok with minimal oil. In 1998, the Wongs opened another restaurant called Eastern Cuisine in the spot that's now Academy of Hair Design and the Plaza Shopping Center on Glenstone. Debbie wanted to experiment with serving beyond Canton Inn's trademark Springfield-style dishes. She wanted to make use of some other cooking styles she had picked up during her multicultural upbringing along the China-Vietnam border. Eastern Cuisine's buffet was truly Pan-Asian. The Wongs served Thai food, Chinese food, Indian and Japanese food. This glorious sounding venture only lasted a few years though, until December of the year 2000. But Canton Inn continued on. Obviously, the Wong family's restaurant has thrived on sunshine for 30 years now, serving an undyingly loyal customer base. A customer base so loyal that, in a highly scientific study undertaken by an esteemed local podcast, Canton Inn was voted the very best Chinese restaurant in all of Springfield. That's my favorite part of that song. <laughs> So what do you guys think? That's a wild story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you caught it, but the husband and wife met on a refugee boat. Jeez. Wild. So many crazy stories this yeah. month with these restaurants. I mean, they're all immigrant stories. People just coming here and trying to make a go of it. Pretty cool. It's David Leong's actually from the Canton region of China. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, Dan. Yep. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of one of those uh, weird, like, fantasy romance stories where you meet your dream guy on a cruise, except, you know, <laughs> in, very, in very dire circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> and they told you where you were going to live. Yeah. Yeah. They later told you <laughs> you're moving to beautiful Springfield, Missouri. One of those classic <laughs> refugee boat yeah. <laughs> romance stories. <laughs> now, the amount of money they had when they arrived is it's been reported differently it's either 35 or 45 dollars oh just you know want to make sure that we (laughs) are clear that with the the amount isn't known exactly not with inflation that's like (laughs) a million (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into our meals at canton Inn this week dan did you go once twice thrice i went once once one time i have to say i was kind of glad to be done with uh (laughs) the the cashew chicken venture i I'd, bet i i wanted to go again but i just could not bring myself to to venture into this territory i, I actually got a question about that later but go ahead go ahead with your, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes one time um yourself andy i'm sure seven plus i went twice oh, okay. <laughs> i wanted to go a third time but i couldn't make it work Lori Metzel, actually the husband of the man we covered we did his story on the civil kitchen episode she recommended that we try the mandarin ribs 
but mm. I did not get a chance to try those, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went yesterday. Yep. One mm-hmm. time. Um, to make up for it, I had two dishes. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do the the cashew. Um, and then I got, as a throwback, the Kung Pao chicken. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also got the cashew chicken. I got a side of uh, crab rangoon, too. Mm-hmm. I so like that important. you guys, in solidarity with me, decided to yeah. go with cashew chicken. <laughs> yeah. We had a little... Uh, I thought that was the theme. <laughs> ...exchange before. <laughs> no, that's just something self-imposed on me, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know why I've done this. Well, you um, know, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is one of those debates that only Springfield, Missouri cares about. Mm-hmm, like, right. you go anywhere else in the country, they're talking about burgers and pizza, and then they're probably wondering what Springfield cashew chicken is. Yeah, I was just... <laughs> Very interested to find out who has the best cashew chicken, and in my opinion. We will make that determination in our bonus episode, hey. which will come out on Friday. <laughs> so let's get into our actual meals. Let's talk cashew. I've already said a lot of things about a lot of cashew chicken, so <laughs> probably not going to be a whole lot of yeah. new stuff here. It was a little less crispy than I would like. I think that's a big tenant of the cashew chicken it's got to be crispy and as you know i took it out <laughs> i ordered takeout okay <laughs> i was gonna say you, you took I, I was in my mind i was like oh at bef- prior to this were you just eating the food directly from the takeout box <laughs> <laughs> this time i took it out and uh, <laughs> poured it on straight to my table <laughs> it wasn't as crispy as i would have liked which could be a complaint of being pre-sauced uh-huh however there was an iceberg-like tip of cashew chicken that had not been sauced. It was coming out of the <laughs> sauce, protruding yes. from the top, and not crisp oh. in the slightest. So I feel like I'm I'm pretty validated there. Let's be honest about what cashew chicken really is. Uh-huh. It's, it's popcorn chicken. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. some kind of gravy right. that no one really knows how to make. So and then it's cashews for some reason. Some places have <laughs> transcended... Yes. The, the simplicity of that description. But I agree that that's mostly sure. mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. yeah. With that being said, I love it. Uh, yeah, I great. listened to uh, the episode on Leon's and uh-huh. when he was talking about making food for people here in Springfield that they'd eat, I'm like, Man, that describes <laughs> uh-huh. me perfectly. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, chicken and gravy. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we ate inside the restaurant and yep. mine did have a little bit of a crunch to it. Mm. Not a lot, uh-huh. but it was noticeable. It is unusual for me to eat inside the Chinese restaurant. I'm more like uh, Dan here. I Absolutely. do. I'm doing drive-through <laughs> or delivery, so I'm used to it coming in a hot plastic container, stewing in this gravy for who knows how long. So that's what the dish <laughs> is for you, then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm used to kind of the breading being soggy. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably why I noticed how crunchy it is, uh, as opposed to someone who maybe that expects that about cashew chicken. Yeah. yeah. I felt it would be appropriate to finish out the Chinese New Year experience with cashew chicken. Sure. I got it at Leong's and then I got it here and that was mm. it. Everywhere in between I tried something else. It was pretty good. I think cashew chicken for me on the whole is pretty bland. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a halfway decent variation. I added a lot of soy sauce to it. Yeah. Uh, made it very salty. All white chicken tasted good. I think it was like mid-grade chicken, not like top of the line quality right. chicken. Mm-hmm. The flavor of the actual meat reminded me of fast food nuggets, and uh, I like fast food nuggets, so uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's all right. Yeah. Not the worst in town. It's yeah. Certainly not. Not the best either. Mm-hmm. I've had crispier. Well, here's the thing. We're going to get to the egg rolls later, but <laughs> I also had a very soft egg roll Ooh, that, that was not okay. crisp. Yeah. I don't think either Save of them are the for standard. The segment, bro. <laughs> I don't think they're the standard. I don't want to judge all of their 
chicken like i do believe that jared here had crispy chicken mm-hmm. um <laughs> <laughs> thank you for so your vote of confidence I'm, I'm not taking this as a direct um slight towards me although he has been holding up the middle finger to me <laughs> the whole time <laughs> since he started i apologize the gravy for me on the cashew it was a little more of a brown gravy than mm-hmm. what I'm used to at like triple eights is my go to. And solid. I feel like that's more of a, a lighter gravy as to where this was like brown gravy, mashed potato style gravy. Okay. So mm-hmm. at yeah. the very beginning of our series, I actually called out triple eights as specifically a cashew chicken that I did not like. I know. Okay. Oh. I heard that episode. <laughs> because the one time I had had it, the chicken was very soft and the sauce tasted straight up like celery, only oh. like celery. But I am happy to report that I have had their cashew chicken once again within the confines of Spring Food Mo's Chinese <laughs> New Year within the last month, and it was very good. Amend uh, the record. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah I would yeah. like to put that was something I was wanting to get on the record anyway, because I do enjoy Triple Eights very much, just not their cashew oh, chicken. Okay. But it's fine. That's good. <laughs> I guess I'm not gonna have an opportunity now to say triple hates. <laughs> It's no creation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, buckle up, guys. (laughs) I got a lot to say. It's about to get intense. (laughs) So I went for a rare weekday lunch. It was uh, we're celebrating uh, the life of Martin Luther King Jr. that day. Oh, she gave me the opportunity to visit during lunchtime. I ordered the general combo extra spicy with dark meat. The space is very small. It's not a lot of seats. What do you think? Maybe like thirty-five, forty seats there. Pretty tiny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They have this kind of non-traditional dining room setup. They have these two small sections with maybe, you know, like five, six, seven tables each, but divided by this half wall with an aquarium on top. With <laughs> yeah. some very, we I talked say, about the aquarium yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those fish don't look happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> can fish look happy? They don't. These ones don't. They certainly did they not. Can. I've been to Wonders of Wildlife. I've seen some happy fish. Those fish look pretty happy. <laughs> We've seen a lot cleaner tanks than what yeah. we're in there. Yes. So, I'm pretty yes. sure that aquarium has been there since day one. I'm pretty sure I have uh, toward the end of my like 1,200 word piece here that I mentioned the, <laughs> the aquarium cleanliness. Uh, oh, yeah. Here it is right here. <laughs> not a fancy aquarium, but like one you'd buy for your kid's first pet and just not clean it for 20 years. Uh, the glass had a green tint. I wonder if it's the same aquarium from when they opened. I had thoughts on that. I thought they had a a bigger, more elaborate. I thought so too. I thought it took up like way more of the like half the wider. Yeah, Yeah. I I could be wrong, but I feel like there were bigger fish in there too. I don't know. We should call them up. Yeah, tell us about that aquarium. (laughs) So, fun fact: during my time there, the host and server—it's the same person, the host slash server—and the cook had a full-on shouting match in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> it's an open kitchen, so I just heard everything, and they were they were not speaking English, so I have no idea what they were fighting about. I was like, "This feels authentic. This is real." <laughs> uh, I immediately noticed the appearance of the general sauce was very different than all the other ones that I've had during this uh, mini series. It was thin to the point that I'd call it watery, not oh. necessarily negative, okay. just very thin. Mm. It tasted pretty good, but it was not as sweet. As the other ones, it had none of that candy flavor that we've talked so much about. It didn't coat my teeth or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It almost had like a tomatoey flavor. I wonder if this is more like a, the traditional recipe. Dan and I are going to talk about that General So's yeah. documentary in our bonus episode. But it turns out that dish was originally not sweet. That it, sugar was added 
once it was brought to America. So it I wonder was if it's described as like a tangy yes. garlic dish. Huh. And I wonder if this was closer to the original preparation. I, I don't know. It tasted more like an Indian dish, to be honest, with that sort of tomatoey mm. flavor. Mm. And it wasn't spicy. I ordered extra spicy, not even a little bit of burn. Oh, that's annoying. It. Is your Kung Pao <laughs> chicken, is it spicy when you get it? It, it was a little spicy. Yeah. This was, to be honest, a little bit of a letdown uh-huh. as opposed to what I've had in the past. Sure. But it came out, um, I mean, steaming hot. Much hotter than the cashew. Mm-hmm. I'd call the chicken that I got mid-grade, which I mentioned about the cashew as well, somewhat tender, but not particularly moist. And I was there 30 minutes after they opened. Like, this probably should have been right. fresher. Yeah. Uh, the breading was soft, didn't have much crunch, but it was still good. Uh, I choose to contextualize this dish as an altogether like different entity from your average Springfield dish, and that helped me appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Tell us about your Kung Pao. It, a little disappointing. There were some bright spots in it, like the the temperature was hot, and I feel like the sauce was pretty good. There was an an odor uh, to it, (laughs) and I thought maybe it was just me, and to be fair, we were sitting right next to the restroom, so you don't know. Sure. (laughs) But I took it home, and um, the girlfriend had it last night after we went out to the bar for a drink or two, and those were her same thoughts, and that wasn't something I interjected uh, while she was eating. Uh She kind of a... Like, uh, I believe she described it as a newborn baby's diaper. Oh, boy. Oh, okay. So yeah. you, okay. Just <laughs> to be clear, you did not incept her. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I guess there's traditionally a pepper that comes on top or a couple peppers in there. Jared tried some of the dish, too. We kind of had the same thought, I think, that it was, it tasted like plastic. It was a dried chili pepper, but it was just, it, it tasted like if you were to accidentally leave the plastic cover on some food that you uh-huh. <laughs> it had a very hard texture to it, yeah. Difficult to chew. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard to be positive, but I got to say it's difficult. Now, it's... whenever you heard the newborn baby diaper thing, you just started writing down <laughs> frantically. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Pao chicken camped like, on it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I was like, I got to get me some. <laughs> that same experience. Of the no, I mean, I'm crying. Googling to see if they have DoorDash so I can have something delivered here right now. I think they, I think they do. <laughs> can you give me a recording of the baby crying? Oh, yeah. Please. This is just a general observation about fried rice, and that is... I like when there are no peas and carrots. Like no if it's peas just and rice. carrots. Yeah, I don't mind the peas and carrots. <laughs> See, I, I I like them. Yeah, texture. I, uh, I pointed yeah. this out to Dustin. Imagine being at a restaurant where peas and carrots is an item on the menu, and then they bring it to you, and it's full of rice. <laughs> and that's that's what annoys me about it. I just, I I demand egg. Of mine. Oh, Sometimes egg, you're getting fried rice that there is no yeah, egg. You should visible. see yeah. this guy when he doesn't get his egg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am egg broiling. <laughs> <laughs> you know why Dragon Inn 2 closed? Dan didn't get egg. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys do have a history of shutting them down. We oh, do. Yeah. Do we speak <laughs> about this on the show or no you guys talked about it on your show yeah we love that yeah we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna be shut down next week yeah. uh, <laughs> let's, let's uh let's talk about that after we finish rating this place you guys have any other thoughts on canton n neither dustin and i are food critics by any means and this is the t- first time like in us. life <laughs> yeah right this is the first time i've uh ever thought about cashew chicken critically <laughs> to me you know i'm pretty happy with getting cashew chicken from basically anywhere so uh-huh. to actually sit there and think about you know what do i enjoy about what cashew we're chicken? doing is very silly <laughs> this, is, this is not scientific well see this is where i went <laughs> i always have leftovers so one thing i wanted to take in a 
to account is the reheatability. Uh, like, what oh. does it taste like right. after it's been reheated? You came very prepared. Hey, hang on, yeah. hang on. This sounds like a like a seg- like a reheat segment. <laughs> we have to play the theme. Oh, <laughs> we got a problem. This major crime. Get to know your enemy, boys. Every big time crew has been busted. These are the guys who took them down. All right, tell us about your reheat experience. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if what I'm about to say is worth that introduction, <laughs> but here we go. Thank here you, Kendrick go. Lamar, by the way, yeah. for stopping by the studio <laughs> yet He's again. Come by every time, <laughs> and Gerard Butler. <laughs> Man, your most consistent guest. People are gonna get tired of him. <laughs> but what oh, I was actually just my butler uh, <laughs> <laughs> named Gerard. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please, please tell us about <laughs> okay. the reheat. After I put it in the microwave, took it out, I noticed that the sauce had kind of absorbed into the breading. Mm-hmm. Sure, that happens. And then it was more like the cashew chicken I was kind of used to because it was a yeah. little soggy. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of the way I'm used to eating it. So it was it was comfortable to eat it. I, mm-hmm. This is the best way I can put it. <laughs> so recap, uh, Jared's experience positive with the reheat. Yeah. Dustin's baby diaper no <laughs> well i mean maybe with the the kung pao but i gotta side <laughs> with jerry on this one my reheat was okay. great yeah awesome. and uh that was probably actually the brightest spot on this for me mm-hmm. um and i'm usually not a reheat guy mm-hmm. dan i'm kind of like you as to where you're a sauce on the side guy right oh yeah okay i'm the same way i want it to be crispy when i get home but uh i was expecting not so good it turned out to be great on the reheat i prefer sauce on the side i think Cashew chicken is at its best whenever it's very crispy and then sauced. Uh-huh. However, yeah, I will go to bat for some sogged up chicken, <laughs> like a uh, a Hong Kong in cashew chicken. Never once has been crispy in the history of Hong Kong in. I don't believe. I truly think it is meant to be that way, and I'm fine with that. But I just i I think if we're if we're looking for the absolute best, I like the crisp. Right. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Let's get into our other two segments. I am rolling, 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 rolling. I am rolling, 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 rolling. rolling. The podcast from Springfield guys have told us they didn't get egg rolls, which is my fault because I didn't tell you <laughs> we have segments for this. But Dan and I did. So Dan, why don't you go ahead and start? As I said, my egg roll was a little soft, uh, probably just undercooked. I I really hope that's not the way they're traditionally served because. Even the end pieces, the end caps, as I like to call them, (laughs) zero crunch to them. Um, I own a series of retail chain stores. (laughs) It's it's just some of the jargon that you get into. Danny Morris. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Don't reveal my actual last name. A little soft, probably just undercooked different than the others that we've had um i don't think it was just a like cisco brand egg roll it was a little shorter just kind of a little fat nub of an egg roll an egg nub (laughs) yes a little egg nub the inside was almost entirely cabbage but it was still very green is what i noticed Mm -hmm. um something that i haven't seen in any of the other egg rolls that we've had fresh still not a whole lot of meat in there but I, I kind of enjoyed the freshness of the cabbage. I would yeah. like one that was fried just a little longer, a little crispier. But overall, I thought it was all right and hopefully not always soft like that. Okay. And he is uh, <laughs> preparing himself. I had two different egg roll experiences. Okay. Whoa. So the first time I went and it was it was like 10.55 and I walked in and they opened at 10.30. The sight of this egg roll excited me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was clearly hand-rolled, not a Cisco product, Absolutely. I agree. 
It had been deep, deep fried, had that lovely dark brown look. The first bite had a great crunch and the flavor, it really surprised me. It was this full, rich flavor, quite delicious. Now, what surprised me more was looking inside and seeing how the cabbage and pork had been shredded finely. They've been shredded together mm-hmm. as well. So you couldn't tell where the cabbage ended and the pork <laughs> began, Dan. There was more filling by poet. mass. <laughs> yeah, that was off the dome. That wasn't even the notes. <laughs> there was more filling by mass uh, inside than any of the other egg rolls we've had. I mean, it was stuffed. It was even more stuff than Shanghai. Really? Yeah. I, not in my experience. <laughs> but because it had been shredded so finely, they could fit more in there. I think that's my, that's my theory. Got to say, I love this egg roll. Now, that's the first trip. Mm-hmm. Second trip was in the evening. It was like 7 o'clock. That's when I had mine. Yeah. It was bad. It was a bad egg roll. I, I have a feeling that it was, it was probably fried in the morning and under a warmer. Ooh. I don't know. It had all the same components, but it didn't have any crunch. It was soft. The flavor, it was all mushed together, whereas it you could mm. catch, taste the distinct flavors before. Second best and worst <laughs> egg roll that I had throughout yeah. the series. Yeah, nothing's touching Shanghai. Um, yeah, I, I would say just with my one egg roll experience, I kind of have the same answer. I really, you can tell it was a hand-prepared product. Mm-hmm. You could tell the ingredients in there were fresh. I don't know if mine had been sitting out or was just under fried. I kind of think maybe it was more under fried, but could be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Consistency is important. It's very so, important. I had two drastically different experiences with these egg rolls. Let's talk crab rangoons real quick. Are you ready, kids? I usually get crab rangoon. From what I understand, it can be made with either sour cream or cream cheese. Oh. Yeah. I, I think this one might have been sour cream just based on the texture. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm not entirely sure. Mine kind of lacked crab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was mostly sour cream. We've talked a lot about crab versus imitation crab. Yeah, and yeah. And we think the imitation crab is where you can see the pink. Mm-hmm. Right. When you think a real crab, you can't see it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And this one, it was it was savory, so it might have been real crab. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I prefer it a little, a little more sweet. Mm-hmm. With that being said, it was very filled. Like yes. it was like a water yep. balloon, right? Yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah, yeah. and uh, by dipping it in the sour or the sweet sauce, that kind of that kind of saved it for me. So I, I did enjoy it, and also very reheatable. Oh, nice! <laughs> when you reheat it, do you do microwave? Do you do toaster oven? See, if I'm planning to have leftovers for dinner and I get off work, I will prepare the oven to reheat it in the oven. Yeah. But if I if it's late, I'm just gonna throw it in the microwave. You wonder if you have a toaster oven? Yes. Okay. Uh, no. This yeah. is the thing a lot of grown-ups have. I'm just making have, sure Dan. it's not just you and your Hollywood coastal elite. <laughs> <laughs> but it, clearly, it's it's Jared as well, who is a down-home, oh. uh, blue-collar American like <laughs> yeah. like me and Dustin. <laughs> we are sitting on opposite sides of the table here. Blue-collar, loft-owning American, <laughs> as, as I've established in my backstory. Lofts, as well as multiple retail chains, right? Yeah, I mean, if you want to call a large stake in Walmart, multiple retail chains, yeah. <laughs> Just one chain. My thoughts are pretty similar to Jared's. The sweet sauce did it for me. Even with the amount of like uh, sour cream that's in there, still very crispy. Mm-hmm. It was good. I really loved it. 
the word that Jared said was savory. And in this series, we've had sweet crab rangoon. Mm -hmm. We have had sour crab rangoon. This one was very savory, Mm -hmm. a little saltier than all the other ones I've had. I I really loved it. I loved the flavor. I I don't think I've had anything any other crab rangoons that taste quite like it. Yeah, this was the most closed of the crab rangoon we've had as well. At least that was my experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like the 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 edges were like fried together at the top, and it was shut. I'm guessing these were house made as well because mm-hmm. it certainly didn't resemble the four that we had that were exactly the same and clearly a Cisco product. Deep, satisfying crunch, and there was also tons of cream filling, like yeah. uh, Jared talked about. Did have the pink chunks, suggesting imitation mm-hmm. crab. Mm-hmm. Uh, rich, savory. I think this is my favorite crab rangoon that we had. I'm, I'm not going to reveal my favorite until our next bonus episode, it, but ooh, our bonus episode. <laughs> I <have a> bonus <laughs> episode. <laughs> I'm going to go bleep mine out so nobody can hear. <laughs> can I litigate something real quick? Please. Has anybody here ever been to Teriyaki House? Yes. No. I don't think Did I have. you have their crab rangoons? Nah. They are long like an egg roll and then crimped at the end. They have no spikes of crunchy. It's all just a soft, strange, like tube of crab rangoon. <laughs> like go-gurt? I just wanted to put that out there <laughs> okay. because you said the most closed. <laughs> crab rang- yeah, crab it really go-gurt. is like that. But yeah, you said the most closed crab rangoon. Okay. And that is certainly the most closed I've ever had. So any <laughs> listeners out there who have had the teriyaki house crab rangoon, please. I'll tell you what, when it comes to teriyaki house, I'm closed-minded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Bad. yeah. <laughs> they delivered food to the wrong apartment once, and my neighbors ate it. So that was a whole thing. <laughs> um, yeah. That's Teriyaki House's fault. Definitely not your neighbors. <laughs> um, no, I think the neighbors should have rejected the food, too. I think they're at yeah. fault here, too. I wouldn't do any different. If someone showed up with free food, I eat it quickly, dispose of the container in someone else's trash can. <laughs> I may or may not have later when moving out left a teriyaki house menu under their door with some words on it. Oh, uh, was it your credit card number so they could order more food? <laughs> yes. <laughs> teriyaki house did make good on it and like refund me. Give me a oh, credit nice. to my account. So that's yeah. good. Okay. Very important to me. They mean a lot to me, but they mean much more to me. Tommy, Kawabunga! I'm proud to say I understood that joke. (laughs) (laughs) I got that one. It's definitely the most accessible. (laughs) Apparently, I'm the only one who got a fortune. I decided not to steal one this week. Yeah. Well, it's harder. It's back behind the counter. You would have had to go. Yeah, I was getting my solid snake on and like kind of (laughs) crawling on the floor trying to sneak back there. (laughs) At the angle I was at, I couldn't see that it said 10 cents. And I did notice when I looked back as I was walking out that it did indeed say that. But I went up and said, hey, could I get a, could I get a, can I get a fortune cookie? <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. It's probably how it went through my brain works. About sixty percent speed of normal human capacity. She was like, "Oh yeah, ten cents." And I was like, "Oh, oh never mind. Sorry, I don't have any." And again, it's very similar to what happened in another place. Like, just here, just take, just take one. It's fine. <laughs> like. Anyway, so they, they gave me a free fortune cookie. Hey, <laughs> I didn't score. even have to steal it. <laughs> score. I just saved the people at Bao Bao some time <laughs> of having that conversation. <laughs> so my fortune says, versatility is one of your outstanding traits. 
Thanks a lot, Fortune Cookie. Tell me something I already know. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a dive. <laughs> yeah, sometimes fortune cookies do not have like fortunes in there. Sometimes they just have like very plain statements. statements yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a confidence booster. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I am versatile. Yeah. <laughs> one time I opened one and it told me how much money I had in my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a confidence booster for me. <laughs> Have to get a longer fortune cookie for me. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody sauce me. (laughs) Uh, Two soy, one mustard, one duck. Nice. (laughs) All right. Let's wrap up our Canton Inn discussion. (laughs) That's my favorite segment, too. (laughs) Like, I immediately understood what it was about. (laughs) It, the sauce count segment is about <laughs> counting the sauces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys didn't count your sauces and, and write down the totals. We did. We didn't have the packets. We used a table. Oh. The table. Uh, whatever that thing table is. sauce. There you go. <laughs> to me, Chinese food mostly comes down to convenience. What's the cheapest delivery and what's close right. to my house? Mm-hmm. This is neither of those things. Yep. With that being said, if I happen to be driving by on my way home and I would had the urge for cashew chicken, I would probably stop it and get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I would personally go for the sesame chicken. That's a dish that I've had a lot of times in the past. I think that that is maybe like kind of what they're known for. I've had a lot of people recommend the sesame to me specifically. It's just super sweet, like crazy candy chicken. Mm -hmm. And if that's what you're craving, it's pretty good. It's a great price for everything up there pretty much. If you can get that egg roll full fried, it's it's one of the better better egg rolls you're getting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I enjoy it. I don't think certainly don't think it's the best like some people in town but it's not the worst uh, yeah yeah i I definitely wouldn't put it at the worst i got a recommendation for you uh the next day if you happen to have a leftover egg roll just pop it in a deep fryer for a couple (laughs) of (laughs) no no if i had a fry daddy maybe you are a part of the coastal elite (laughs) 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 deep fryers and your toaster deep fryer (laughs) is definitely something from the coast yeah rich 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 coastal people eat all kinds of fried food (laughs) i'm down here down home eating my quinoa Oh, you know that that's what I have for lunch every day. <laughs> so that on purpose. I didn't know, but I could have guessed. <laughs> I liked eating here. I liked the general chicken a lot more. I don't like the cashew. Mm-hmm. Even though it didn't taste anything like other general chicken that I had, I still really enjoyed it. And I don't know that I'm you know, going to seek it out anytime soon. I'm not going to seek out any Chinese food anytime soon until maybe like three days when I start craving it again. <laughs> I feel like I understand why it won the best and worst poll. Because it definitely is unique among the places that we tried. It had a very distinct flavor. And it's also centrally located. There's neighborhoods on each side of it. And Mm -hmm. so it's easy to get to for a lot of different people. And actually, some people, I think it was on our Facebook or somewhere where people are saying, oh, I grew up next to Canton Inn. So those people probably went and evangelized for it. And then, you know, other people go and try it and say, this is terrible. This is nothing like Mm -hmm. the other places that I've had. And I feel like I totally understand why it won best and worst so let's talk to yasses for the last time through this chinese yeah. <laughs> for the last time in this year's chinese new year miniseries how many tea houses would you rate canton in dan let's start with you going right in the middle well not right in the middle uh three yeah three tea houses not not 2.5 which would be in the middle but a nice um what would that be like a c I guess it would be a D. Like it would be sixty percent. Uh, but I'm but gonna give it three houses, three tea houses, and call it a C. Yeah, 
I'll do two out of four, right? That's our five. Five. Okay. Five. Let's do two and a half as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was. It didn't blow me away going back there. The nostalgia is kind of what got me excited to go back. Mm-hmm. It didn't quite meet those expectations. I'm not going to drive out of my way to get it, but I would go back and try the dish that you had discussed earlier, the ribs. I would uh, yeah. definitely go check that I, out. I definitely want to check them out, especially with the uh, Laurie Metzl recommendation. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, so I'll go a little bit higher. I wasn't blown away by either, but that's kind of just Chinese food or cashew chicken in general to me. I, it all it's all very similar, but it it didn't turn me off either. Yeah. So I'll go three and a half. Okay, I'm really conflicted because I find their story very moving, mm. and I'm happy that they've really made a go of it and that they have a following here. And I feel like that they deserve some respect for that. Mm. My meals are not my favorite experience, and usually. That's all that really matters, but I'm learning that maybe that shouldn't be all that matters, at least for me, spending all the time looking this stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say my meals are definitely 2.53 range. I think we're all in agreement on that, but I'm going to give them an extra star and give them four just because I think the story is so cool. Yeah. And that I love that they've been there for 30 years. And like, this is just going to be the corniest thing I've ever said in a life full of saying corny things, but they've, achieved the american dream like they moved here and started this business and supported their children it's it's cool i think it's very very cool yeah yeah four tea houses Look. from <laughs> the notorious ebenezer car <laughs> it's a spring food boat chinese new context <laughs> and his heart grew three th- three sizes that day <laughs> no i i had one last thought to share about canton and i don't know if you noticed but there's a sign up there that says that they will prepare your dishes with or without MSG. Mm-hmm. I have always noticed that. And um, I know I'm gonna need some soy and maybe some duck. Gotta add some flavor so then I can't say um. If I have a hope the MSG, I'll stay forever young. This I know. Yeah, this I know. She told me don't worry about it. She told me don't worry no more. She said it's just a seaweed extraction. It's this so that you can taste even more. Oh, oh, oh! Can't find in my mouth no fork or spoon. But I chew it. But I chew it. Can't find in my mouth no fork or spoon. But I chew it. That's right, MSG isn't actually bad for you, like, at all. Science has debunked that myth time and time again over the last few decades, and the real reason people think it's bad is probably due to a kind of unassuming form of racism, more based on ignorance than hate, but still racism, and it continues to be perpetuated by businesses more than happy to profit off that ignorance. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, you guys have thoughts on MSG? (laughs) You know, it's not really something I uh, take into consideration. MSG, I just assume that my body has been uh, coated with MSG. Yeah. (laughs) The Knicks haven't been good in years, but uh, (laughs) it's like pretty cool. (laughs) Maybe it is bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i'm fine with it (laughs) yeah 
definitely worth the <laughs> two hours I spent on that last <laughs> night. <laughs> My favorite segment that you guys do is you got called out. Uh-huh. <laughs> if that's oh. the the whole name of it. I think that goes along with you got called out. Well, see, that's a joke. <laughs> and this is real. <laughs> Let's talk about this curse. I first of all, let me say that <laughs> you guys have been now, no. now we're coming back uh, around. <laughs> uh, you guys have been really supportive of our show. Like you've reposted stuff and been very, you know, uh, encouraging. It's but thank you so much for doing yes, that. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, and one of the things that you mentioned on the show that I don't think we've openly discussed on mic. I think we may have mentioned it in a kind of veiled. Yeah, way, we've alluded to it yeah. at least. Uh, is the spring food curse, which I think I'm pretty sure you guys have helped perpetuate. Yeah. Which yeah, is for we, better or worse. <laughs> yeah. We did something. We created something. Yeah. <laughs> so where all have we shut down? Want to get a pizza. Uh-huh. We went to Big Fat Burritos, which I don't think we can take credit for that. That was in, tis- in anticipation of it closing yeah. that we went there. Civil Kitchen caught on fire uh-huh. the week that we reviewed right. them. Yep. And we talked about New York style pizzeria, which... It may have already been closed when we talked about it, but let's say it wasn't. Let's say they mm-hmm. closed down after. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, <laughs> we, d- we definitely shut them down. Uh, I, I ate there when it was Calgaro's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I ate there in there last night. Didn't even know it. Like, just went there to get a couple of beers with a dude, and it turned out that it was their last night in business. So you know, it sounds like it might be an Andy Carr curse <laughs> more than a spring food mo <laughs> There it is. I think we, <laughs> we've drilled down on this and figured it out. To be fair to that place, it's a nice space. It's a it nice is. building in there. But it's terrible location. Yeah, yeah, it's very bad. It doesn't face anything in downtown except for the movie theater, uh-huh. which, you know. It would be better on, any business would be like 50% better on the other corner of that mm, building. Right, exactly. Right. Uh-huh. They should have moved in where... Uh, Shark Surf Supply used to be. <laughs> oh yeah, how long did that last? Oh, not long. We, not we long. might have uh, we might have shut that down actually. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> we, we did talk about it, but we also talked about how it's probably going to shut down. <laughs> right. So you guys uh, don't really hold back when you talk about a lot of local stuff that might have sort of uh, some effect on people. And we've like talked about that a lot because more people listen to this than we ever anticipated. Mm-hmm. And what are your feelings about that? Like, how do you negotiate? Uh, that in your minds let me give you a story about maybe not going to uh, all the specifics but i definitely did a beer review on a local brewery as it opened Uh and then went back there and said hey uh, how's it going and whether they recognized me or it came up somehow in a conversation um i had they knew i was the guy that didn't like this darker beer yeah (laughs) and i could feel the heat uh on me as i was in there yeah this is the guy that doesn't like the ipa Uh uh-huh yikes to be fair i am a uh defender of that black ipa and i do know this establishment and i have said several times that i enjoy it quite a bit and that is my favorite beer of theirs and i prefaced if you would like to send some of that my way (laughs) i prefaced it by saying look here's how i went light to dark i got to the dark i was kind of burnt out but uh to them it didn't matter didn't matter no man and not that they've ever been like bad to me we go in there and they're great but for a while there, it was hot under the collar when I was right. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, what we're dealing with is definitely a lack of sponsorship because of that. Because <laughs> of but I mean, that's not why we're in it anyway. So yeah. 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 I'm surprised PBR hasn't reached out to us since uh, See. They, the rating system is how many pegs above PBR. Is yeah. I did hear, I hear yeah. that. Listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One thing I, I really loved in a recent episode is when you guys talked about um, when our, our president uh, had all the McDonald's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys had a McDonald's ad at the end of your episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, we did it. It was so awesome. Got, I'm pretty sure you guys, it's not that you trashed McDonald's, but you were definitely like, why would anyone ever do this? Yeah. Which is a great question. Why would anyone ever do that? But <laughs> that I laughed so hard. 
it's very freeing to speak as openly as we do, but uh-huh. also there are consequences. Yeah, especially like you know, it's not a big place. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta kind of be careful. Uh, we were talking about the city council elections, mm-hmm. and you know, some of the we brought up some of the uh, things we thought were absurd that some of the uh, candidates. You know, we talked about wheels to work, which became a huge who should get credit for this program, and then the program flopped. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there, yeah, you got to be careful. Gotta um, watch your back. So I, I um, am a teacher, and we have this big bond issue coming up in April, mm-hmm. and I am not allowed to tell people whether or not to vote for it. Like yeah. it's, it is illegal for me to do it. Wow, which is crazy. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you off, Mike. <laughs> yeah, and maybe <laughs> like our I views can't... will reflect the views of yeah. you and the other teachers. I'm not allowed to advocate. <laughs> You know, I I did a year of service with AmeriCorps Vista, uh-huh. and they have stipulations about what you can and can't say, you know, in cert- during certain fl- platforms. So, uh-huh. yeah, that's so interesting. Well, I mean, to any local breweries out there, just know if you send Andy and I beer, we will shill for you. I, I am fine <laughs> saying your beer, no matter how bad, is excellent, um, as long as it's free for me. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't even lump Andy in with me, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm fine with the lack of freedom that provides. I I, I would love to just have free beer and. Uh, say it's good regardless of its <laughs> goodness. <laughs> and uh, PBR, if you're listening, we're now on another podcast talking about how great your product is. <laughs> you know what? Get in touch. I like PBR. It's good. I, I mean, I don't know if that's the right word, but as far as that type of beer, I'm, d- I'm so down with it. I mean, if I recall, I have taken a trip with you, Andy, where you explicitly said that PBR was, I think this is a direct quote, a diarrhea <laughs> no i did like direct cause of diarrhea oh i'm sorry yes you 100 back I, I, I went 100 is you guys have this is not going in the show i don't know that pbr would uh you know dispute that claim yeah <laughs> so i have one more story about canton Inn. i was looking to buy a house maybe four years ago and my uh realtor was very excited to show me this one. It's like, oh, it's it's over in the area that you want to live. It's really cheap. It's a nice space, and they've just they've redone a lot. And she she I just, she's like she's like I, I don't know why it hasn't been able to sell yet. It's been on the market for so long. I think people are crazy for not buying it. Like she's selling me. That's her job. Right. Yeah. So we show up, and you know how behind Canton Inn there's like a cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. That house is right on the edge of this cul-de-sac, and the smell of whatever oil they fry with is just pungent. <laughs> I was like, really? You, you don't know why it hasn't sold? <laughs> I, did not, I did not buy that house. <laughs> um, but I did tour it, and it was very nice. I hope people are very happy there. And she actually said, oh, you just get used to it. You'll get used to it. I don't want to be used to that. <laughs> you know, you're talking to two guys who grew up in the uh, small town that has the second largest feed mill in, oh. the, in the country. So. <laughs> Do you still? To be fair, you do get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you smell it when you go there now? Oh, especially during the summer. Okay, yeah. so oh, you're yeah. you've become unused mm-hmm. to it at this point. Yeah. If if I went back there uh, during the summer, I probably notice now. Yeah. Yeah. But growing up there, it just it just became part of Aurora Bazaar. <laughs> yeah. I lived across the street from the craft factory for a while, and uh, while it wasn't like a constant thing there were a good amount of times when it would smell like craft macaroni and cheese yeah whenever you walked outside so mm-hmm. uh i loved it yeah. <laughs> i loved it and i pine for it all the time <laughs> how do you feel about the noodle the noodle outside now 
they have this noodle uh what is it sculpture oh a giant oh, noodle yeah. outside it's a giant noodle and it I don't says know if i've seen it yeah you I don't... know you want it oh. underneath oh that's very yeah that's provocative it's yeah. true <laughs> i mean i do want, want that craft mac noodles, <laughs> especially <laughs> that big one <laughs> um uh, but I, I don't know if I've seen this yet. I'm going to go ahead and say that it is still second to the Solo Cup oh. um, at Solo Cup. I, I really love the cup yeah. out there at their entrance. <laughs> Didn't your dad work there? Yes, yeah, for a yeah. long time. Sweetheart, Lily right. Tulip. I remember your back. brother saying that he would intentionally go, he would go drive by the factory when they were closing and just stop his car by the entrance and let everyone out. <laughs> and people behind him would get so mad. He would yeah. stay there for like 15 oh, minutes because yeah. an entire factory with the workers, yeah. which is such a your brother thing to do. <laughs> yeah, my dad would bring home uh, sleeves of styrofoam cups for a long time. I, it was a long time in my life before I ever like started drinking out of like actual ceramic <laughs> or glass cups. They were always styrofoam with that little teal so, and purple design on the side your carbon footprint is enormous yeah uh, yeah <laughs> let me let me ask you this when you finally made that jump to uh, actual glassware did you just instinctively throw it in a garbage can <laughs> after using it or did you learn about the dishwasher later <laughs> um kind of in between i ah. did not throw away the cups but i have still yet to learn how to clean dishes <laughs> <laughs> you just lick them you yeah. lick them off yeah, yeah. easy <laughs> i mean if you're just drinking water you never have to wash that cup right no. it's always clean <laughs> you clean with water it makes sense yeah <laughs> where can people find your podcast uh yes the question uh we're on <laughs> spreaker that's our primary uh platform but the easiest place to find us is probably on our Facebook page, the podcast yeah, in Springfield. Yeah. We're also on Twitter. We're on iTunes. I listened on Spotify. Spotify. This Spotify. Morning. Yep. Spotify. Mm-hmm. You guys have a pretty strong Instagram presence as well. We, we do. interact sometimes I, on there. I'm always yeah. surprised at how many people are excited about seeing pictures of empty bottles of beer. And yeah, <laughs> right. we get likes every week. Yeah. yeah. I, you guys have been doing it for a long time. You Have you surpassed 100 episodes yet? I was like yeah, scrolling through the feed. Just had 100. Really? Yeah. Just passed wow. 100. Yeah, there's so much out there. Go back and listen to the uh, catalog. And if the spring food curse doesn't hit, we'll we'll do another hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it will. It will. Yeah. Well, <laughs> rest assured. If it, if it doesn't, we hope to have you guys on our podcast. Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. anytime. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you guys for coming. This has been pretty cool. Thank you. Yes. I'd give you guys like three out of five. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> oh yeah, we we did we neglect do, we to rate, rate our all guests. of our guests last year. Um, maybe we'll do that in October. We'll do our first year's <laughs> worth know, of uh-huh. guests. But uh, yeah, I think you guys will be at least in the top twenty five. <laughs> hey, we'll take that. Yeah, when I heard uh, Eddie from Feast Magazine, I was like, mm, that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough to top that. I can't believe she came on our show. <laughs> yeah. Dan and I will be back on Thursday with a bonus episode to wrap up this whole uh, Chinese New Year set of shenanigans. (laughs) Until then, thank you everybody for listening. And thank you, Dustin and Jared, for being a part of this. Yes, thank thank you very much. Great. Link in bio. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. And if you'd like to support our podcast, guess what? You can. Visit support.springfoodpod.com. That's support.springfoodpod.com. Thanks for the money. (laughs) Spring Food Media.